The Lifestylist, episode 124, featuring Dr. Jane Goldberg. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. You're listening to part two of two with Dr. Jane Goldberg. Today's show is brought to you by Organifi. Now, you guys know I always talk about their green superfood powder. I take that literally every single morning, sometimes during the day. However, I just got a hold of their new product called Organifi Gold, which is sort of like a golden latte. It's got turmeric, ginger, reishi mushroom, lemon balm, turkey tail mushroom, all these rad superfoods and herbs. It's, of course, totally organic. And what's dope about this particular product is you can make a hot elixir with it with a healthy fat, like a coconut oil, grass-fed butter, or ghee, or you can make a cold smoothie with some kind of nut milk or something. So here's my routine. I do the Organifi green powder in the morning or maybe midday if I need a little boost. Then at night when I want to chill out, I do the golden latte using the Organifi gold. It's a really good warm elixir. It really chills you out and it's gently detoxifying. So that's my favorite new thing. If you want to check it out and all of their products, I highly recommend them. Of course, you can go to Organifi.com with an I. And if you use the code LIFESTYLIST, you will save 20 percent on your order, which is a really fat discount. I'm pretty into these guys. I think that's very cool that they offer such a substantial discount. So go to Organifi.com, use the code Lifestylist and save 20% and make sure you check out the new Organifi Gold. It is amazing. Today's show is backed up by foursigmatic.com. These guys are doing some amazing stuff. Now, you know, I'm really into their medicinal mushroom extracts. I talk about them all the time. I use them literally every day. I'm not even playing. But now they've got some other really cool things. They've got a green coffee bean extract. They have a brain stack, a sleep stack. They've got a couple other mushroom infused coffee mixes. They've got a matcha tea with lion's mane. A lot of really potent, organic, super chronic, super food and herbal blend. So I want you to get over to foursigmatic.com and enter the code LUKESTORY to save 15% off. That's foursigmatic.com. Using the code LUKESTORY saves you a whopping 15% off. What's happening, my spiritual warriors and ballistic biohackers? Luke Story here from lukestory.com, bringing you another episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. That's right, we're at it again. We back We're doing the damn thing. Today's guest is Dr. Jane Goldberg, PhD. She's the founder and owner of La Casa Spa and Wellness Center in New York, one of my favorite spots in the city, a biohacker's haven indeed it is. And that's where we recorded this particular episode. She's also got a spot called La Casa Spa and Wellness Center in Puerto Rico. She's a licensed psychologist, a certified psychoanalyst, which I could probably use, and a stone carrier medicine woman of the Nemaha Band and Native American Traditional Organization. She's also the author of eight books, including The Dark Side of Love and her most recent, My Mother, My Daughter, Myself. 
She's spoken all over the world on the true origins of disease, which is a lot of what we talk about in this episode. She also happens to be the world's first and probably the most knowledgeable female biohacker. Jane's been into this stuff for like 30 years, so everything you hear me and my other guests talk about, she is an official OG, original gangster. And her La Casa Spa in New York is, as I said, this mecca of every kind of freaking healing device and modality you could ever dream of. I was in heaven there. So I spent the better part of a day there with her in her spa using all these crazy biohacking devices, uh, huffing vital reaction, hydrogen gas, and just doing all kinds of madness, getting prepped for our talk. So when we dug into this stuff, uh, it was no joke, and it went for a couple hours, which is why this is a double episode. There was just like no way to only talk to this woman for an hour. She's so knowledgeable about not only the body and uh, natural healing and health, but also the spiritual and psychological component as well, which of course is in perfect alignment with this show. So here's what we talk about in this intriguing and fascinating episode. Why combining PEMF and ozone with colonics is the most powerful way to do it. How Germany beat Big Pharma. The benefits and dangers of taking PEMF devices on airplanes. <laughs> Something that I didn't know before that talk with her. The powerful benefits of anal and vaginal ozone therapy. Yes, that's right. Now, unfortunately, I did not get to try that, but uh, one of these days I will. How sensory deprivation chambers increase your creativity and intelligence. The benefits of psychotherapy and how it compares to meditation. How to create the witness perspective in your daily life. Why all wheat and gluten is toxic for everyone, not just celiacs. The vital importance of vitamin D3, magnesium, and the secret to why we're all deficient. How red light therapy helps your body heal and gives you more energy. The power of hydrogen water supplements and inhalers for the ultimate anti-inflammatory and antioxidant experience. How to fix thyroid and hormonal problems naturally. To eat dairy or to not eat dairy, that is the question. Well, the question is answered affirmative when that dairy is raw, and she's going to tell you why. The best natural animal milks to use as a breastfeeding alternative. Turns out formula, not so much, but there are certain animal milks that are really good for babies. How your lifestyle overrides your genes when it comes to your health. The top five toxic foods most of us are still eating. The phenomenal power of biofeedback-based frequency medicine like the amp coil, which I brought with me and threw Jane on. It was pretty fun. The matrix decoder and how it could possibly replace so many dangerous medical interventions. Tips for hacking air travel. How to treat kidney infections naturally. Alternative cancer therapies that really work the science and history of iridology, the basic principles of Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine and how to use them in our modern world, and then finally, how important sleep is to allow your brain to detox. So as you can see, this is an info-packed epic double episode. It brings me great pleasure to bring you today Dr. Jane Goldberg. I want to get into some of the more the devices because mm. the tech stuff really fascinates me. And I love that we're able to cover some of the psycho-spiritual elements too, because you got to have it all, mind, body, spirit. You said it earlier. What's up with vitamin D deficiency and how can people hack that, you know, that aren't able to get out into the sun? Like here in New York City, even on a hot sunny day, like you're not going to get out naked in the sun anywhere unless you have like a very private rooftop, which very few people are lucky enough to have. What would be um, the dangers of vitamin D3 deficiency, if you happen to know? And um, what are some ways that we can optimize that other than taking a pill? 
Well, the dangers are immense, including Alzheimer's, and I'm not going to list every disease that you can get from it because you can get pretty much any disease from a deficiency. Vitamin D is absorbed dermally through the skin much better than it is digestively. By the way, so is magnesium. And part of the beauty of flotation is that because you're submerged in 800 pounds of Epsom salts, it's permeating through your skin. And you always want magnesium. You don't want to take a magnesium pill. You can, you know, and it's a good way. If you're constipated, you can take a lot of magnesium. It'll stimulate having to sit on the toilet for a while. But vitamin D is much better if you have a light or a lamp that's a vitamin D lamp. Mercola used to sell the Sunsplash, and that's the one that we have here, except that I understand that the FDA or the powers that be, whoever they were, stopped him from selling it. I, I don't know why. but So I don't know what is available now. But... Usually you can find something, a full-spectrum light. So do you happen to know the deal? I always get confused about, and people are really confused about this too because of the propaganda from the sunscreen companies, but do you know if it's the UVA or the UVB that's better for you? Isn't one of them like not that good, or am I confused? I don't know. Oh, okay. But the sunlight is full spectrum, and you should right. be replicating that. Right. So you should have everything. I think what it is is I was I was interviewing Nadine Artemis from Living Libations early in my career, and she's a you know a natural skincare and you know beauty product expert, and she was telling me about the sun, and she said that if we spend most of our lives behind glass, I forget if it blocks UVA or UVB, but it's really unhealthy to be yeah. in the sun behind glass. And glasses. Yeah, and sunglasses. But and, even and, even not sunglasses, glasses. Oh, right, right. It still blocks the light. Right, because you're getting like an unnatural, restricted spectrum of sunlight. Exactly. So back to the vitamin D inducing and producing device. So it's full spectrum light, which I guess mimics the sunlight then. Exactly. So like a sort of uh, like a tanning bed in a sense, but rather than the purpose of it to be tan, it's to just allow your exactly. body to produce this hormone that we call vitamin D3. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So it's probably better than nothing to supplement orally with vitamin D3, but really the best thing we can do is get out into natural sun. The second best would be to get our hands on or access to a device like you've got where you're sort of replicating the natural spectrum of the sun and getting that on your full body and allowing your body to produce it then. Yes. And so the uh, light that we have, the sun splash, you actually stand in front of it naked. Yeah. I have a device that I just got at home. I'm really excited about. It's called the Juve and it's a red light therapy panel that you stand in front of naked. And it's just this super high powered red light device. And so the science and all the studies behind is that it increases your testosterone, speeds your metabolism. And more than anything, it just absolutely fires up all of your mitochondria. It's really, really cool. So I've been doing that twice a day for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. Mercola actually has one too and, and promotes it. We have that. Oh, and, cool. um, and what I would recommend you do, Luke, okay. if you're worried about your brain, yeah. is that you I lean. certainly am because like, I've done a lot of damage to it, honestly. Well, you look pretty good to me. Oh, thank you. I mean, your brain looks pretty good. Thank you. Uh, just kind of lean into it and you can get pretty close to it and just have your brain, your head be exposed to it. Oh, you know what? I've been doing that just intuitive. intuitively. Well, yeah, but not for my brain health, but because my hairline's receding mm -hmm. and I'm like vain about it. I really mm -hmm. don't want to go bald. No offense to any bald guys, but I'm sure you were bummed when it happened to you. I don't want that shit happen to me. So I was thinking if I leaned into it and kind of put my head close to the red light yeah. that I would maybe activate some of those follicles that are starting to die off on me. We do have clients that have used, we have uh, one device that has panels, three panels, and you put them on your head. Really? And I did see a big patch of hair growing out of this man that hadn't been there. But, you know, again, 
everything is lifestyle. Right. So you can't do it once and, oh, my hair is thicker. Yeah. You know, you have to do it repetitively and you have to do it for a period of time. I mean, three months, for instance, like every day. So right. that's why I say whatever you can afford in terms of the equipment, it's better to have at home. And I, I try to help people to find the best prices for the equipment that they can buy. Like you said, a couple of thousand dollars for ozone. I have a guy in Tennessee that makes them for 900 Wow. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to get that contact from yeah. you. Because you know I'm going to be doing the rectal ozone at home one of these days. <laughs> Just because I got to do the weirdest, most powerful stuff that exists. Okay. So vitamin D3, uh, magnesium. Let me see. What about this thing you've got called the Rejuvapod, which mm. seems to have some lighting therapy combined with oxygen. It looks fantastic. It looks like a space pod out of the movie Alien or something. What's up with that device? I didn't have a chance to use it yet, but it looks very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's my newest device. We've only had that about a month. So it's got five different features simultaneously. And we do each of those things, which I'm going to enumerate in a minute, separately. But the beauty of this pod, so it has oxygen. You can breathe in oxygen. You can do ozone, but you can breathe in oxygen directly. We have EWAT, which is exercise with oxygen therapy. So you can stand on the whole body vibration platform and breathing in oxygen. So the pod, the Rejuve pod has oxygen. It has aromatherapy. We have various treatments using essential oils. It also has a vibration. So you're lying on it. The whole body vibration, you're standing on it and you're going. I was doing it on Instagram live yesterday. <laughs> I love the whole body vibration because when you talk, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Yeah. So this is a vibration that you're actually lying down. So you're going like that, except that you're lying down. And it has the light. It has infrared light. It also has violet light, which is really great because that's a really healing light wave. Did I leave anything out? Well, heat. It uh, gets hot. Okay. So you really do work up a sweat, which is great. I need to sweat every day. If I don't sweat every day, I don't feel good. I'm with you too. That's why I have a sauna at home. Yeah. I don't have time to drive to some gym or something. And they're going to have a crappy one probably. I really like the infrared saunas. So I'm with you on that. And I also love the idea, as I said earlier, of... I like the devices that stack a bunch of different things together yes. that have synergy. You know, I'm sure there's certain things you don't want to do together, but it's like if you're going to spend 45 minutes laying in some weird pod, let's do all the shit totally you know, possible that's good for you while we're in there because time is of the essence. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing is we're trying to like use that valuable healing time so we can go out and be productive and contribute to the world, you know? And what's up with the vibration therapy anyway for people that might not be familiar with that? The whole body vibration yeah. is amazing because the research shows that if you're on it for 10 minutes for a year, you will have 30% more bone density. Oh. So it's really good for injured people. So they have it in a lot of the rehab clinics and hospitals for people that are injured and can't exercise. You just stand on it or you can sit on it or you can do yoga postures or anything on it. So it's really good for building bone density, but it's also good for lymphatic circulation. It builds muscle strength and um, it feels really great. It does feel great. I kind yeah. of get high from it in a way. There's some neurotransmitter stuff going on or something. After I get off the vibration platforms or whatever they're called, uh, I'm thinking of the, there's, you guys, Bulletproof makes one actually, if you're listening. Uh, it's called the Bulletproof Vibe. It's around 1500 bucks, which I think is pretty affordable for mm -hmm. some of that technology. The difference between the Bulletproof Vibe and the one you have, is only has one speed. Mm -hmm. And it's the speed that they found to be the most effective out of that whole range, you know. But the one you have is cool because you can set like, you know, the frequency of 
the vibration, how fast it is, and then the intensity of it, which is, you know, like you have the Rolls Royce version of that. But uh, yeah, I always do the maximum. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I got in here yesterday. I was just like, hi, 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 yeah. hi. Yeah, because it just, I don't know. I do everything to the max. Yeah. So I was, I was posting some stuff this morning about all the technology I have in my room, and people were direct messaging me, dude, why can't you just be normal? And I'm like, that's so boring. Like, why just sit in a hotel room when you can do a bunch of crazy stuff that makes you feel amazing? I mean, how am I going to record like 10 podcasts this week unless I have maximum energy and excitement? And that adds to it. So speaking of yeah. energy and excitement, yeah, do we yeah. want to talk about hydrogen? Oh, yeah, that was next on my list. Let's do it. Because this is a new discovery for me. I can't say it's a new discovery for me because I've been hearing about it for several years and I've been researching it for several years and I actually have various ways of getting it into my body that I've been trying for several years, but none of them have made me happy. Like they have a little oxygen pill that I would throw in some water and the water tasted terrible. Well, that's not a good thing. So what I found recently was a hydrogen inhalation system. They also make pills, and I do drink that water, and it tastes a little like a kind of plain water 7-Up, if that makes any sense. So it's It does. A little, it kind of tastes like if you... A little it, lemony. Almost like if you let a Pellegrino go flat. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. like it doesn't yeah. have a bad taste, but it yeah. has a slightly different taste than just regular spring water Definitely. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. carry on. So, so that's, vital, that's You're drinking. talking about vital reaction, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Which is like... I've tried a bunch of the hydrogen products and yeah. mm, I'm not that impressed until yeah. I got that one. Me too. And then I was looking at their site. I said, why is this the best? And I saw, oh, it's 13 parts per million, which is like twice of any of the other little dissolvable tablets that make this hydrogen gas water, essentially. So I'm yeah. into it. So carry on. Yeah. And I think you do sense the difference when you drink that For water. Sure. It really is different than any other hydrogen water. Yeah. The inhalation, though, is amazing. It's this machine, this unit that you throw some water in, you throw some ice water in and some room temperature water and somehow something happens inside that machine. And you use a nasal cannula and I'm breathing in oxygen and... Hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yes. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, to kind of revamp and re-energize, there's nothing like hydrogen. Well, I can attest to that because when you put me on the hydrogen inhaler yesterday. I had just flown in the night before really late. Usually I get here earlier so I can try and get to bed and set my body clock, but I was just tweaked yesterday when I came in here and I did what I think 35 minutes on that machine and it was like I felt like I didn't even fly. It was yeah. fantastic. I have to get one of those. Yeah. I'm going to bring it in my suitcase with all the rest of my stuff and Well, they need to make a little bitty unit. I don't know if they can, but yeah, to right. have a little travel unit would be fantastic. Yeah, it would. So Based on your knowledge, what is that hydrogen doing for us? I've heard some different things. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. It's a relatively new discovery for me. Well, I'm calling hydrogen the new oxygen. <laughs> but isn't it like a crazy powerful antioxidant? It's an antioxidant. I think that hydrogen is going to be, I think it's the new thing. I think it's going to be the next medicine. I was joking around the other day, speaking about like the ORP, the do you know ORP, oxidative reduction potential? Or, yeah, and yeah. You want the highest minus number possible to get the most antioxidant effects, okay? This is like very like Flintstonian version of my science here. But for example, like blueberries are an antioxidant. They'll be like a negative 50 or something like that, right? And then the hydrogen is like negative 1500 or something crazy like 
unlike anything you could ever eat. So I was joking the other day on social media. I was like, yeah, doing one of these glasses of hydrogen water is like eating 85 pounds of blueberries <laughs> or acai or whatever, you know, because it's yeah. like if you look at the science on it, which I'm not doing a very good job of describing or recounting at all in a factual way, but it's exponentially more powerful of an antioxidant than any plant matter, any kind of food you could possibly find on the Earth, right? The highest on Earth. Right. Yeah. So that's attractive to me because... Is not, would you say, well, let me see if you agree. Would you say that inflammation in one form or another is essentially the root cause of all disease? I would say today that is true, that inflammation is the root cause of all the diseases that we're struggling with in this culture and at this time, which is basically degenerative disease. That wasn't always true. In the Middle Ages, it was acute diseases. You know, the Black Plague was an acute disease. So you had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And sometimes the end of it was death, but sometimes the end of it was, okay, my body developed antibodies to it and antigens, and I'm healthier now than I was before. And then you wouldn't get that particular strain of disease again. Now in these times, the diseases that we're all struggling with are chronic degenerative diseases and lack of oxygen and lack of hydrogen and lack of magnesium and lack of selenium and lack of iodine. Is there anything that I've left out? Oh, yeah, the selenium and iodine. So I recently interviewed, I know, a friend and colleague of yours, Dr. Mark Circus, and those are kind of the big things that he talked about. I think Mark Circus is on the cutting edge of everything good on the planet. So I read him faithfully. I actually, he gave me permission to replicate one of his recent articles. And I did in my musings from 20th Street, which is my holistic newsletter. And today, guess what? I got his newsletter and it's about hydrogen. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. You haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. Yeah. Um, it's, I just have not gotten to my it's email. On, it's on hydrogen and Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting because I have one friend of mine in a yoga class that has Alzheimer's. He's only a few years older than me, but it's one of those things where he knows I'm into the health stuff, but he's never asked me. And we're not that close. Yeah. We're just acquaintances, really, in a yoga class. We've never hung out privately. But every time I see him and I see that he's having a hard time, I'm like, I want to say something so bad. But I don't proselytize. I really believe in just minding your own business until somebody is attracted to what you're doing and is curious and asks you. I just, I really don't go around preaching well, to people. in psychoanalysis, we call that contact functioning. And so, yes, we follow what it is that the person wants from us and don't force feed. That's oh, just good. A, so you think you agree with my philosophy there? Of, of a technical psychoanalytic intervention. So you think that's emotionally and mentally healthy of me to have that attitude? I think it's a necessity because oh, okay. otherwise you will be invading his space and okay. you will be unwelcome. Because I just know it's the old punk rock rebel in me. If anyone just in an uninvited sense comes and starts telling me what I should do, I want to knock them out. Like I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like people telling me what to do or suggesting yeah. I do this. Cause it's funny now that I'm a little more public, I do get um, sometimes emails or messages on social media that are like people like telling me, what, oh, here's what you should do. You need to do this. You need to do that with your show. I'm like, now I'm definitely not going to do that. You know, whereas if it's presented in a way like, hey, I'm just curious, have you ever thought about this or that? It really depends on the tone and kind of the position. But I think I don't do that because I don't like that being done to me. So we're definitely both on the same page there. We don't want to proselytize, but it is good to have some valuable information on something like Alzheimer's if somebody does approach us, right? So what have you been hearing about some of the different things that hydrogen can do aside from the if Alzheimer's? If you think about it, 
in terms of the brain. The brain is here in the head. Well, what else is in the head? The nasal cavity is in the head. The ears are in the head, and the mouth is in the head. So these orifices in our heads are the closest thing to the brain, you know, and the eyes. You know, maybe we have to invent stuff, medicine delivered through the eyes. Nobody's done that yet. We're doing it through ears. You know what's weird? I've been on this stuff called MitoLife DHA. It's an algae oil. It's 50% DHA by volume. It's fantastic stuff. And there's a essential oil flavored one with lemon because it's a little kind of tastes fishy, even though it's vegetarian or vegan even. But it's just, you know, it's made from seaweed. So I've been doing the non-flavored one and I put the drops in my eyes. Of the DHA oil. I think oil. it's brilliant. I don't know. I asked the guy that owns no, the company, Matthew. I was like, is this going to hurt me? He said, no, it won't hurt you. It's probably good for you because your eyes, degenerative diseases of the eyes really have a lot to do with DHA, mm-hmm. with the lack of DHA and mitochondria. So I thought, well, fuck, I must well just put DHA right in my eyeball. So I've been doing that and my eyes like smell like fish. It's totally weird. That sounds really You're fascinating on board? to me. Okay, Absolutely. Cool. Okay, You're going to give me the information for that. Okay, good. Yeah, it's so, a fantastic product. So, really so all the hydrogen products thus far have been through drinking the hydrogen. You know, the hydrogen goes in the water and then you drink the water. So the beauty of this system is that you're inhaling it. And what better way to get to your brain than through your nasal cavity? There's a direct connection from your nasal cavity up to your brain. Right. The blood-brain barrier is much easier to uh, get past by doing it that way, I imagine. Cool. Yeah, I'm totally into it. I love the hydrogen thing. makes total sense. Especially just because I make the very simplistic correlation between inflammation and disease and antioxidant is what reduces inflammation. And this is a really powerful antioxidant. I've not seen any evidence of side effects or anything of that nature at all. Everything on hydrogen for use in the human body is like all positive. There's a zillion studies. So I don't know. I'm on board. I feel amazing. I'm running around here like a maniac. I'm doing those hydrogen waters like four times a day. On the plane out here, I did two tablets every 90 minutes. Wow. Flying causes a lot of inflammation. That's why you get all bloated and stuff, you know? So I'm like, all right, what, I'm always thinking of like powerful anti-inflammatories that I can do while flying. And I don't know. I feel pretty damn good. Okay. So someone was asking, and I always try to honor the questions about specifically female issues as relevant to hormones. And this is something that I notice a lot of even really young women struggle with is hormonal imbalances. And oftentimes they're sort of misdiagnosed because they have skin issues or they have really bad periods or cramps and just things like that. And you being a woman, I thought might have some experience with, you know, your clinic here and treating women and yourself. What can a woman do in terms of um, having balanced hormones? The thyroid is often involved in imbalance in hormones. A lot of the thyroid tests that Western medicine does don't actually detect whether or not you've got a thyroid that's problematic. And since most of us have iodine deficiencies, although, thank the Lord, for whatever reason, I guess because I eat a lot of seaweed, my iodine is really strong. So I don't have that issue. But most people are deficient in iodine. And of course, the iodine is pretty important for the thyroid. The first thing I would look at is the thyroid to see whether or not it's hypo, which means underactive. And many, many people have that. And they will know that they have it because they'll feel lethargic and you know, kind of not really energetic. And again, you can't really trust the Western medical test for that. 
Broda Barnes was, a, I think it was a physician, I don't know, 50 years or so ago. So uh, somebody could Google Broda Barnes, and he developed a test for testing your thyroid, which has to do with taking your temperature every morning at the same time and then watching the fluctuation. And that's a really good way of determining whether or not your thyroid is over or underactive, and more likely it is underactive than overactive. The main reason I think why hormones are so crazy these days is because of the way we eat. So, for instance, DES, diethylstilbestrol, that was outlawed because they know that it caused miscarriages in women many years ago. It was regulated not to be injected into the animals. So the way the farmers got around it, because they like giving DES because it kind of slows down the cows and whatever other animal they give it to. And so they get a little fatter and then they get more money for the meat. Instead of injecting it directly into the cows, which was then illegal and still illegal, they started putting it in the feed of the cows. So you're still taking in DES if you're eating cow meat. That really screws up your hormones. Most of the pesticides screw up. You know, most of the women are too predominant in estrogen. And a lot of the breast cancers are related to that. So the lifestyle that we live is very related to what our hormones are doing. And we're all suffering from having food that's polluted. So really the thyroid and all of the pesticides and the way that we're farming and all of the stuff really yeah. has a lot to do with the end sort of net result of your hormone balances, right? So that takes me to the next question. And, uh, you ahead. know, because I love Puerto Rico. So uh, when I started my center in Puerto Rico 30 years ago, the chicken is pervasive as part of the cultural national food. Every day, Puerto Ricans eat chicken. And they put pellets in the necks of the chickens. And sometimes the pellets aren't even dissolved by the time the chicken is killed. So what they were finding in Puerto Rico is that the girls were going through puberty way too early. And that's a dangerous situation. You know, their bones get brittle and they're not healthy. Was that from hormones yeah. in the pellets that the chicken are eating? I think it was from the hormones in the chicken yeah. that yeah. every Puerto Rican eats almost every See, day. See, that's so funny is that the factory farming practices of the United States that kind of originated here, it's so sad that they've been adopted almost yeah. around the world. Or even some of those poorer countries are importing all of their meat products from the factory farm operations in the States. I mean, so many countries rely on our factory farm beef, which is just like, uh, I mean, I'm, I was a vegetarian for 10 years because back then, this is going back many years ago, unless you knew a farmer, you went to the farmer's market, you couldn't get animal products that were safe to eat, where the animals were at least raised. You know, vegans will tell you, no, there is no humane slaughter because you're killing the animal in the end, of course. But at least for the animal's life, it's being treated with dignity and respect. So I was a vegetarian out of that because there were no other choices. But I noticed when you go to other countries, it's like poor countries now are either adopting our factory farming model or importing their animal products from here. And it's like, I become a vegetarian when I travel sometimes again, just because you can't get the meat. And like mm -hmm. I was telling you the other day, I went to Belcampo Farms, which is a couple, they have a couple of restaurants and a butcher shop in California and different cities. And I went up to Shasta to their farm because I really wanted to have a more intimate, visceral relationship to where my animal food comes from. Like I literally wanted to meet the animals, see how they're being raised, what they eat, the water they drink. And more than anything, I wanted to go to the slaughterhouse 
and see what that whole experience is like and see if I still wanted to eat meat. And I went there and watched the whole process. And for me personally, my journey is that I felt pretty good about it. I wouldn't mind if we passed a law in this country that said that anybody that eats meat is required to go to a slaughterhouse. For sure. One of the reasons I became a vegetarian is I saw footage of factory farms and just just the horrendous treatment of these animals. And I just thought, I don't want any part of that, you know? So it's like, luckily, I think the paleo movement in this country and people becoming aware, not only of the, you know, the humanitarian and just the cruelty aspect of factory farming, but also just the deleterious effects on our health because of the things you're mentioning, the hormones and the, the Roundup, you know, the glyphosate that's in the feed and the grass and just the whole system is so toxic that now it's becoming like the consumer demand for not only organic plant foods, but also clean animal foods is also growing. And so now the farmers are kind of adopting a lot of this free range and all of that. And if you can work your way around the phony marketing and really know how things like eggs are labeled, if you go in Whole Foods, there's like 50 versions of like natural eggs. So you really have to know all the nuances of the laws in terms of the labeling. It gets very complex, but I feel good that at least there are some companies now that seem to have much more integrity in terms of, you know, the products that they're producing. Because I too believe that like most of our disease is lifestyle related. Yeah. You know, it comes from what you eat. And even Western medicine says that. Right. National Institutes of Health. And they say 90% of diseases are lifestyle. And they're still on board with that. So from your perspective, I mean, you're a spry, what would you say? You're 71? Is that what you said? Mm. So you're looking good. You obviously have a lot of like, energy. This place that your center here is like bustling and you're running the show. You're treating people. You're running around. You have two floors. I mean, this is more square footage I've seen in any business here other than like you know, like a West Elm or like <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond. I mean, this is a massive place. So you're doing something right. What are your dietary recommendations? I think you mentioned you don't eat meat to me yesterday. What would you recommend just as a, each body's different, but generally no, speaking, there, the, the types of foods that you recommend? There are some foods that nobody should and can tolerate. What are the top foods that we should not be eating? So everybody, you know, these days is into celiac and, you know, I'm allergic to wheat and blah, blah, blah. Everybody is allergic to wheat. It's not really an allergy. Nobody should be eating wheat. The way wheat is grown in this country, it is toxic. Even if you have no overt symptoms, your body does not like it. So you may not get a stomach ache or you may not develop Crohn's disease right away, but eventually putting that food into your body on a consistent basis, it's going to lead to something that's not good. So wheat is kind of number one on my list. You know, sugar is right up there. I know there are mixed opinions about dairy, I go back and forth about dairy. Sometimes I'm eating raw dairy, sometimes I'm not. But I decided most recently that I am not going to eat dairy because that food, it's so growth promoting. Because when the baby is born, that's when the most growth is going to happen. And so that food is what creates the growth. So I just decided I don't want that much growth in my body right now. Interesting. So, but you mentioned raw dairy isn't like one of the main... I would never do anything that's pasteurized. <laughs> okay. A lot of people don't know this. Oh. And, and in certain states, it's actually difficult to get raw dairy. In California, there's some loopholes, but there was one guy that had a co-op in LA. It was called Rossum, like a play on the word yeah. awesome. Yeah. And the dude went to federal prison. Yeah, I know that. For like selling goddamn perfectly organic grass-fed. I used to go there and get raw goat milk to yeah. make my kefir. And then one day the place was gone. I was like, oh yeah, he got sent up river, man. The feds came in and they raided the place like it was a goddamn meth lab or something. It's they just absurd. They do that a lot more in California than they do it 
in New York. In New York, that doesn't happen. Really? Yeah. So you guys can get the raw dairy here, huh? Well, like you say, it's a loophole. Um, right. From the Amish in Pennsylvania or y- something like that? If you buy it directly from the farmer. So the farmers come in once a week. And you go to, there's a central place where they go, and then you go there and so you buy. kind of like a co-op model. Yeah, you're paying the farmers. I raised my daughter on raw goat milk when she came to me because I wasn't breastfeeding, obviously. Although I did find what's traditionally called a wet nurse. I found a woman that was giving me, she had just given birth, and she was giving me her milk. And I was very grateful for that. So my daughter was on breast milk for about six months. But when Did you it, monitor the woman, like ask her what she was eating and stuff to make sure she... Of <laughs> course. Yeah, like you don't want like GMO no. boobs coming at your baby, you no, know? No, no. Yeah. Um, so the first pediatrician that I took it to, I had to have a pediatrician sign some medical forms for the adoption to be finalized. And so he said, well, what are you feeding? And I said, I'm feeding a raw goat milk. He said, oh, well, she won't thrive on that. She was already a chubby baby. She was thriving. So that was pretty stupid of him to say that. And I said, well, I, no, I think she's okay. And he said, well, I won't treat you unless you supplement it with formula. I said, okay, bye. Wow. And then I found another doc. That was like in New Jersey where, you know, I have a country house. And then I found a New York City doctor. And she said, what are you feeding your daughter? And I said, I'm feeding her raw goat milk. And she said, oh, I wish more of my patients were on that. Then they wouldn't have to see me so often. And of course, her patients are all babies. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So she became my daughter's doctor. Is that because goat milk is more biocompatible to humans than, yes. than, da- than cow do, milk? It has to do with the fat molecule, the size of the fat molecule. Ah, okay. Interesting. Interesting. But also, they don't do so much nasty stuff to the goats as they do to the cows. They're not as much of a commodity animal then. Yeah. Right. And the goat itself is more like a human size than a cow size, which is why the fat molecules. Oh, interesting. Right. They're not these big hormonal machines like a cow is, right? Yeah. That's interesting. I was asking someone recently because I do get questions periodically from women that for whatever reason don't produce milk and they give birth and they don't want to use formula because frankly, and I actually researched this about a year and a half ago, a client, his wife had a baby. And she just was a dry well. She could not produce milk for whatever reason. And so they were buying formula. And they said, you know, we've researched for like truly organic natural formula. It all has soy or some weird shit in it. But I recently heard from someone that the best alternative now is raw camel milk. Have you heard about this? I've had raw camel milk. You have? Yeah. Have you heard about it as a replacement for um, human breast milk? Yeah. Rather than formula? Yeah. Do you think there's any, um, any efficacy raw, there? Any raw animal milk is better than formula. Okay. A- anything is better than formula. Okay. I was really upset to learn a few months ago that I was not, in fact, breastfed and I was brought up mm. on formula. I was like shocked. And because my mom was like from Berkeley, she was a hippie in the 60s. Yeah. I, I always, I was like, of course I was breastfed. And then I was doing some labs at Parsley Health. It's a functional medicine clinic. And I just they said, well, ask your mom. I said, oh, no, I'm sure I was breastfed. They're like, I don't know. Your labs are looking a little funky, you know? Let's find out. And so I asked my mom. She said, nah, I didn't do it. You had formula. I was like, oh, that's so weird. And I asked her why. And she said, she said I don't know. At that time in culture, it was kind of creepy. And just like, I don't know. There's something weird about it. It just didn't seem natural to a lot of us women. And that we were told at the time that formula was just as good or even better. You know, so they kind of got duped by the marketing. I'm sure it's kind of a hassle to have like a little Luke sitting there hanging on your teat all day, you know? <laughs> so, I, you know, I can understand, but I really, I don't know, on an almost uh, emotional level, I kind of was like, shit, I'm deprived. I wonder how smart I could have been or, yeah. you know, how strong I could have been physically if I would have had the right nourishment. You do have a disadvantage 
but it looks like you're doing fine in terms of compensation. Well, I guess maybe that's why I do all the stuff I do. I'm like trying to make up for it, you know? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was breastfed, but I have a bad genetic history. I should be dead by now. My mother and my sister, so like I said several times here, I'm 71. My sister died when she was 57 of cancer, and my mother died when she was 64 of cancer. Wow. So I haven't been genetically tested. I don't need to be because I know I have cancer genes. Right. And I'm outliving my whole family. Right. My sister uh, was married to a physician. She didn't buy into any of the holistic stuff, even though my mother completely reversed her cancer, as I've described. And I know that I'm still alive because of the lifestyle that I've had for 50 years now. I've been a vegetarian for 50 years. So you think you can override your genetics in terms of lifestyle if you really, especially if you know there's some weird stuff in your history, if you go really hardcore and be disciplined and diligent about your lifestyle, that you can sort of change the course of history. Absolutely. Cool. Lifestyle trumps genes. That's good to know. Every day in every way. I wish someone would have told Angelina Jolie that when she hacked her... I wrote a, one of my musings from 20th Street was about her decision oh, to do that. Man, that just, bummed me out. I was like, God, what doctor are you going to? Insanity Seriously. for her to have done that. Dude, like do some juice fast. Like, you know, you're not even sick yet. It's crazy. I felt so sad for that, you know? Hey, check this out. I recently launched something on my site called The Master Market. It's a super cool store where I've got different categories, whether it be spirituality, mind focus, outdoors, food, superfoods, supplements, bedroom, sleep, office, jet lag, biohacking. There's even a bookstore from some of my favorite books and books recommended by my guests. And what this is, is like a hub where you can go find all of the links to everything I've either used and vetted or I'm currently using in my life to build the ultimate lifestyle. So it's called The Master Market, Luke's Lifestyle List, and you can find it at lukestory.com forward slash store. Just go to my site and you'll see it in the navigation. Now, what's really cool about this is when you make a purchase through my store, I'm not actually selling you anything. I'm just curating a really dope place where you can go find the best stuff. So I get a piece of commission if you make a sale through the site. The vendor, of course, makes some cash because you buy and you get a place where you can go and save time and money from not having to look around for the best stuff and do all the research yourself. But what's even cooler is most of those items come with a custom discount code if you go through my site, which is pretty cool. So it's a win, 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 triple trifecta win. Great way to support my work and the podcast and the show, as well as the brands and your own health and well-being. Check it out. LukeStory.com forward slash store okay so you mentioned you're you've been a vegetarian for all this time but you've experimented with dairy here and there mm -hmm. what recommendations would you have generally other than that those foods that we definitely want to avoid have you found any foods that are kind of super foods or super herbs or things that you like spirulina or something like that that has been really powerful for you yeah all of the usual suspects but i just really believe in a good you know basic diet that is mostly alkaline, you know, at least 80% alkaline. What foods are alkaline? The list is very short. <laughs> Vegetables. Right. You know, I will say that to people and they say, well, what about meat? No, meat's acid. Well, what about beans? No, beans are acid. Most of the nuts are acid, not highly acid, but almonds tend to be kind of neutral. So almond milk is good. And since I brought up the topic of almond milk, I'll just tell you the research I've done on almonds. So I don't know, maybe 10 or so years ago, maybe longer, they found some, I think it was E. coli, they found some pathogen on the almonds in California. So they passed legislation that said that all almonds had to be either pasteurized or treated with PPO. PPO is a known carcinogen. They can label almonds in this country 
raw, organic, and they're either pasteurized, which means um, exposed to high heat, which means that they have no life left to them anymore. Yeah. They won't sprout. They won't reproduce. They Dead enzymes. Yeah. And yeah. your body experiences it as waste. Or worse, PPO. You can buy raw organic almonds labeled as such that have been treated with a known carcinogen. So I decided, okay, well, that's pretty bad news, but I'm a really good researcher, and I don't let things lie until I've discovered everything about it. So I think I, that's why we vibe. I'm like, I'm <laughs> super obsessive too, in a positive sense, I think. Well, so, it, le- it leads to me kind of writing nonstop. I'm like, right. I'm, my aspiration is to write more than Freud. How <laughs> often do you send your newsletter out? When the Spirit Moves Me, but there have been a lot of them and eight books, and my ninth one is in the oven. So I researched it until I found what the exception to the rule was, and there is one exception. Okay, what's and it's, the secret it's with almonds? It's a little shocking. It's if the farm, the almond farm, has a roadside stand. Wow. Yeah. They actually can ship out 100 pounds a day of almonds that are truly raw and truly organic. So I Googled almond farm roadside stand and I found one in California. And so all of my almonds are shipped in from California. That's cool. And do you sprout your almonds or other nuts before you eat them or do you believe in that? Oh, I absolutely believe in it. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, snacking and I don't. But yeah, sprouting the almonds overnight and then throwing out the water, putting them in a Vitamix or a big blender and getting almond milk is Fabulous. Yeah, because I found when I was a, a vegetarian. And so, and so I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. So almond milk is like the new whatever. People love almond milk now, and all the pastries are made with almonds now, and almond yeah. flour, and almond milk is ubiquitous in all of the health food stores, and everybody buys that as an alternative to cow's milk. It's not better. Wow, you just yeah. bummed me out because right before I flew out here, I found two like new almond milks, you know, two new kids on the block at the health food store and they didn't have carrageenan, the water was properly filtered, like they had all the things that I would look for in like commodity almond milk that I never, I actually never buy it, I usually make my own, but it's a little time consuming and I just found two really good brands that the ingredient panel kind of made my, you know, I got excited because it passed, but it could still have... This PPO, or absolutely. This, ah, God it, damn it! Probably does, and more right. almonds have PPO than pasteurization because it's cheaper. Right, right. So if you're going to eat an almond product, you're going to have to research to find out where they actually get their almonds interesting, from. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. That's interesting. All right. Because this is an issue that I had when I was a vegetarian is that, you know, to get enough calories in, I ended up eating a lot of nuts that weren't sprouted. So they were really mm-hmm. hard to digest. Yeah. I was always bloated. My yeah. stomach always hurt, always had gas. And then I would eat a lot of legumes and peanuts and beans and all this stuff. Horrible. I could never digest it. I ate tons of soy, corn, Ooh. wheat. You know, I had, this, I had a completely inflammatory diet. Well, this is back in the day when like a lot of vegetarian food was made of that stuff. And a lot of it still is. Okay, so I'm not going to say anything about soy because probably yeah. most people know. Yeah. But corn, a lot of people don't know. I gave up corn about 30 years ago. Corn has 32 fungi on it, three of which are carcinogenic. And if you're eating a processed food, you're probably eating corn. Right. I, that's, there's a movie called King Corn. 
Oh. I recommend, we'll put it in the show notes, you guys, but I recommend everyone see that. And King Corn, they, they basically go in a grocery store and essentially in any like mainstream, and even Whole Foods, to be honest, but in most mainstream grocery stores, 80% of the per uh, volume food in there is made of corn. It's yeah. like every grocery store is basically made of corn. You go down yeah, every aisle, right. every single goddamn thing is made of corn. And, and a lot of it's GMO. And I've heard about yeah. the mold issue too. I didn't know there was that many, but yeah, yeah. The, or the fungus rather. Yeah. Yeah. So the omnivore's dilemma I think Michael Pollan yeah, wrote that. Yeah, yeah, great book. Great, great book about corn. Right, right. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's good resources. Well, awesome. I feel like we really covered a lot of good stuff here. Yeah, this is great. We even went into a little bit of the psychological and spiritual stuff. So I want to talk about frequencies? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. Okay. When my daughter was 14, she had had a bunch of kidney infections. And one of Lacasse's clients is a holistic MD, and she said, Jane, you need to take care of Molly's kidney infections. And I said, I know, I don't know what to do. I've done everything I know to do. She said, okay, bring her to Michael in Brooklyn. So I called Michael in Brooklyn, made an appointment. Molly and I went out there. It was December 22nd. It was nine degrees out. It was the coldest day of the year. We met Michael from Brooklyn in the lobby of his apartment complex, which was in Brighton Beach, which is on the ocean here. And his hair was wet. <laughs> so My kind of guy. He had out just, doing a polar plunge. He had just I done a polar it. plunge. So we walked into his apartment, and my daughter said, I'm shivering, I'm shaking, I'm in unbearable pain, I need an Advil, I need to lie down. And Michael from Brooklyn said, I have an Advil, I can give you an Advil, but if you give me 20 minutes, I'll have you out of pain. I found that interesting. He didn't say, I'll try to get you out of pain, I think I can get you. He said, I'll have you out of pain. So he put these headphones on her, and 20 minutes later, she was out of pain. My daughter, at 14, had been getting her period for three and a half years, and every month, the first day of her period, she was writhing in pain. She was looking for, you know, I don't have any drugs in the house. She was, like, forcing me to go to the drugstore and get Motrin or whatever it was that she wanted that particular month. So this was really miraculous. And so I said right then and there, Michael from Brooklyn, whoever you are, whatever you know, whatever you have, I need. And so I bought that system, which basically is a frequency scanning system and also treating. It reads your frequencies and it reads it from your brain. And it's better than, I think, most of the other systems like that on the market because the information is from the brain. It's not from a meridian point on your finger, you know, that you may be getting the right place in the finger or not. It's not from holding you know, probes in your hands. Uh, it's really reading it directly from the brain. And I've been using it now for 10 years, and it is totally phenomenal. I mean, the accuracy of it, it's been researched in terms of comparing its results to actual medical results. The accuracy is like 96%. And I get people out of pain, and I and we did it. Yeah, yesterday. this is, I was going to say, you guys listening, you know, Jane put me on this thing, and I'm very open minded with this stuff. I'll try anything that could possibly make you feel good and make you well, you know, and stay well. And what was interesting about that is I've been doing the analysis using the amp coil, which is another form of a totally different, but similar in that it's a biofeedback device, meaning that, yes. you know, your body feeds frequencies back to a device or technology and the technology then gives frequencies to your body to create balance where there's imbalances. What was interesting about this, you guys, is when she put me on this and it's Russian, your device is crazy Russian shit, you know, and uh, she put me on that and my top hits were actually very much in correlation to what I had discovered through the voice analysis using the amp coil. 
Yeah. Which is really interesting. So, and I went on the amp coil because of you. And right. the results that I saw were the results that I already know are issues that I have. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And this, you know, that's funny with this kind of stuff is people have a really hard time buying into things like biofeedback and some of this alternative healing technology because it's not mainstream. And I think a lot of it is bullshit, probably. You know, there are a lot of devices that, you know, you get excited about, they don't really do anything or you don't get lasting results really from. But uh, the fact is, is that a lot of it is very solid and sound. It's just that the powers that be, I think, aren't really excited about letting people develop and promote this technology. And there's so many restrictions in terms of the language that you can use. And you have to avoid terms like cure and stuff like that. Because if you give someone a device like you've got or the amp coil, and they're able to create balance in their body and thus heal themselves of whatever chronic condition they're having, they're never going to go on pharmaceutical medication. Bye-bye drugs. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you got to really understand there's a, there really is a conspiratorial element here that big pharma does not want this technology, A, to work. And if it does work, they definitely don't want anyone finding out about it because it's not a good business model. And think about if you sell a drug and someone can go buy a device for a few thousand dollars and never touch your drug, you wouldn't want that device out either. I mean, you know, if profit was your only motive, which I can only assume these multinational pharmaceutical corporations aren't really in it for people's health. They're in it to make money. You know. So I'm going to tell you a story that is going to be pretty unbelievable. Right and on. probably a lot of your audience will not believe it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to tell it anyway. Cool. Once you're in the system, it was called the Metatron then, and now Michael has revamped it, and it's called the Matrix Decoder, and it's even bigger and better than the Metatron was, much more larger uh, database. So Molly was in college. Molly's my daughter. She was in college, and she developed the last kidney infection that she had. She's had five of them, so this was the fifth, and it was after we met Michael. But because she was in college, you know, she was drinking, she was smoking, she was eating shit, so she wasn't taking care of herself very well, and so thus she got a kidney infection. And I put her on the Metatron and saw that she had a kidney infection, even though I was in New York and she was in Vermont. I also, I'm going to come back to that story, but I also want to say I have a friend, Evelyn, that uh, has almost died about three times because of blood. She travels a lot for her business, and she's young. She's 30. She gets these blood clots in her legs, and the first time I put her on the Metatron... From flying? She has a problem to begin with, and the flying doesn't help. And each time that she's almost died, it was because of a long flight. The first time I put her on the Metatron, I'd never seen anything like it. You get symbols, and they're either light or they're dark, and they're turned down or they're turned up. In her legs, all of the symbols were black and turned down. I See, I all, love that. I all love, through her legs. I love when one of these devices is accurate. I feel like, I don't know, somehow empowered, even though I'm not even the guy that invented it. And I'm like, you see, I told you. Yeah. This stuff no, works. It's, it, yeah, it's amazing. You know, we understood that she had a problem with her legs and the Metatron showed it. So a few years went by and then she moved to Belgium. And I don't know, I was just kind of randomly playing around with the machine and decided to check on her. She had played around a little. We had been on Coumadin and she tried a little holistic, but not serious about it. So she's in Belgium. I'm in New York and I access her profile and I see that her legs look really terrible. So I sent her an email. I said, Evelyn, what are you doing? Your legs look terrible. So she wrote back and she said, oh, no, that's just because my skin is thin and my veins, you know, show a little bit. 
I said, Evelyn, I'm not talking about how your legs look cosmetically. And she said, she wrote back, oh my God, you have me on the Metatron. And sure enough, she had another episode right after that. I saw it. I saw that it was going to happen. Wow. So going back to my daughter. So my daughter's in Burlington. Can I I'm, add one thing in there? I don't know if you still know this woman, but one of my weird things that I do to mitigate the devastation I experience when I fly is I wear compression socks. Yeah. And I wear a whole compression shirt. Now, the downside is you get hot as shit <laughs> on a flight, which I, you know, unless it's in the winter, but I don't really travel anywhere cold because I don't like cold in the winter. But um, yeah, I wear these compression socks that leave your feet open. So they just go over your calf. Yeah. And then your whole upper torso. It's like a short sleeve so v neck shirt. So I've never heard of a compression shirt except yeah. for my dog. It's oh, for, yeah, it yeah, because it keeps them calm. Exactly, and yeah. my dog's very hyper. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work, by the way, for the dog. But I've tried but, it on a dog, too. It didn't do shit. But tell me what it does for your human chest. Well, the idea is that it facilitates the circulation throughout your body because you get inflamed from being at oh. 35,000 feet. And so it enables blood to get through your body, your circulatory system, without being impeded by this kind of bloating and this inflammation that happens. Right? I love that. I want a compression yeah. shirt. It's cool. It's cool. You can get them on Amazon, you know, okay. just get the most expensive one because yeah. it's going to fit better and stuff like that. Yeah. And people use them a lot for working out. The one that I have, I forget the brand, unfortunately, but it's not obviously designed for air traveling geeks like me. It's designed for like jocks that work out in the gym mm -hmm. for the same reason. It facilitates blood flow. So you can like have a much harder and more intensive weight training workout with this compression shirt. And the one I have also holds you in uh, proper posture. It's really weird. It has these sort of almost like rubber bands or some of the elastic is tighter than others. So it sort of pulls your shoulders back. Oh, I'm back. so excited. It's cool. Yeah. So it's... I'm going to get it for my runs. I would wear it to work out, but I just don't... <laughs> it's like, I don't want to buy five of them and you'd have obviously have to wash it yeah. every single time, you know? Yeah. So I come back from a flight, I wash those things, but it's just not that convenient as a workout thing. And I don't work out as much as I should. But yeah, I found that to be very effective. I find that I'm a lot less inflamed. Like my feet don't get all puffy mm. when I fly, for example, mm -hmm. which they used to. And I just, I just generally felt really crappy. So anyway, you might want to pass along the compression clothing technology to your friend. Definitely. So back to the Russian uh, biofeedback device and Molly, Molly, your daughter. Molly. So Molly is in Burlington, and I see that she has a kidney infection. So I told her to go to the student health service. She, when she has a kidney infection, she's got to go on antibiotics. I mean, maybe if she'd been here, I might have been able to do enough naturally, but... Certainly on her own, she wouldn't be able to. So I told her to go to the student health service and get an antibiotic. And I told her actually what antibiotic to get. And they said, oh, we don't use that one. That's too strong. We use Bactrim. So she took the Bactrim. And I am monitoring her every eight hours on the Metatron, even though, again, she's in Burlington. I'm in New York. I mean, this is the part that I can't believe that your audience is going to believe that I can actually access people from a distance. But I'm telling these stories because you can. So three days has gone by and she is not any better. And she knows she's not better because she's still in just as much pain. And so the kidney infection is still there. So I said, Molly, listen, uh, you're on the wrong antibiotic. Forget about the student health service. UVM has a medical center. And I said, just go straight to the emergency room and tell them what's happened and tell them that your mother says that you're on the wrong antibiotic. It turns out UVM has a very large nephrology department. They have nine nephrologists and, you know, Burlington's a small town. So I speak to the head of nephrology and I describe her whole symptomatology and her whole history. 
so when she goes into the center, he's aware of her and he says, oh, by the way, your culture came back. We know what you have, what's causing the kidney infection. There are only three antibiotics that work against that pathogen and Bactrim is not one of them. So he changed the antibiotic. Eight hours later, I look at her on the Metatron. She's getting better. <laughs> that is crazy, dude. Oh my God, I love that stuff. I love weirdness. Yeah. And you're like, my audience will think that's crazy or whatever. I think most people that listen to this podcast are kind of fringe dwellers, or at least they're curious yeah. about the fringe of these yeah. other access points of information that aren't mainstream. So, so the, the, system, I love that. the system that you're using, it determines the frequencies through voice analysis. Yeah, the amp coil. Yeah. And you can look in people's eyes and see exactly what their medical history is. When my mother was diagnosed with cancer and we went to Bernard Jensen, not only did he introduce us to the Klima board, but he's the one that really perfected the technique of iridology. And he looked in my mother's eyes and said, okay, I see you've had a mastectomy on your left side. What? How did you know that? Wow. From looking in her iris. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Didn't wow. even know our names. Knew nothing about our medical history. Holy crap. And then proceeded to give her an entire litany of everything that she had ever gone through medically. So you can tell from your eyes. You can tell from trigger points, you know, in various parts of your body. I mean, there's so many ways. The Chinese do it through pulse analysis. Through They smell your urine. Wow, really? They smell your I'm urine. I'm glad I'm not a practitioner of that form of medicine. That's Tibetan medicine. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, wow, that's a rough one. You really got to be committed to your patient's healing to be sniffing their pee. But yeah, that's the thing. When you go to a, a Chinese medicine doctor, traditional Chinese medicine, they have you, the first thing you do is stick out your tongue. Mm -hmm. And they look at your tongue and go, oh, mm -hmm. no, 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 kidneys, liver, yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah. what? How do you know yeah. that? And then your pulse. I, yeah. I find all of that fascinating. And I think what people, maybe they're a bit hmm, skeptic of some of these things, you got to look at how did we end up still existing at this point if it weren't for these ancient, more intuitive forms of medicine, right? Like the whole system of Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. These systems are thousands of years old. The current system of big pharma and our allopathic, what is that, a couple hundred years old? And look at the evidence. The shit doesn't work. So it's like you're going to be skeptical about something that's been around for thousands of years and probably has a lot to do with the fact of why we're still sitting here and have survived, you know, as a species, or at least a part of it, and then look at how modern medicine, for the most part, is killing us off. So, I mean, like if I break my leg, if I get hit by a taxi when I walk out of here, please, someone send me yeah. to the nearest hospital. Right. Don't send me to some fucking shaman that's going to shake some like, you know, snake rattle in my face. Although or something I like will that. say that I fell um, and broke my shoulder. Okay. So the first thing I did was go to the hospital and have an x-ray and they told me that I had broken my How'd you break it? Uh, I don't know. It was so stupid. I was running and I tripped. Oh, okay. And just fell. Yeah. 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 Crazy. But after I determined that I had, and they said, you know, they gave me a sling and they said, don't move it. And then I went down to Chinatown to a Chinese doctor and he started taking it and moving, <laughs> rotating it around like crazy. And he said, keep moving it, keep moving it. And so I kept moving it instead of putting it in the sling. Wow. And so that was this arm. And this arm actually now has better mobility than this arm. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So like <laughs> maybe you broke it and it already had a limited range of motion. And by injuring it and then seeing that doctor, you, yeah. you might have gotten like bionic superpower range yeah. of motion, right? Yeah. Because you like kind of reset 
yeah the range of motion from yeah. ground zero having yeah. broken it that's yeah, interesting no, no, that's a really great way of conceptualizing it that's very interesting so in terms of the difference between the medicines and we're talking about devices yeah to be an ayurvedic practitioner or chinese medicine you know there was a woman here earlier and she's studying to be an acupuncturist you know that's a lot of years of study the beauty of the devices is that i'm good at using the matrix decoder but I'm not good because I know how to operate the machine, which I can teach you in about a half hour. I'm good because of my 50-year history of studying alternative and natural medicine and bringing to bear everything that the machine tells me to come up with a plan and a concept of what's actually going on. So it's my brain that's really doing the heavy lifting. But the beauty of the machines is that everything that they had to learn about pulse diagnosis and iris diagnosis... The machine does that for you. It gives you the information. What you do with the information is what's going to ultimately be helpful or not. But the machine has just saved me five years of training. Right. That's so interesting, especially, yeah, when you're thinking about the rife frequencies, those technologies, and something like the amp coil where all of these healing frequencies have been pre-programmed in there. Right you would have to do thousands of hours of like kinesiology, right? right? Of like muscle right. testing to find out something like that. You're, I never thought about it. Like okay, how you so can save so much time and energy by having the analytic or the diagnostic process actually done through an algorithm, the right? The first machine that I heard about, Burton Goldberg was a close friend of mine. He died recently at the age of 90. So he created a magazine 30, maybe 40 years ago. I'm not sure how long ago it was called Alternative Medicine. He's called the grandfather of alternative medicine. He really kind of made this mainstream in this country. You might say like he was the world's first biohacker. You know, okay. that's like a term that people, I never, I, I love it. I don't really care for the term because oh, it sounds so I geeky like great. a hacker. But people, when they find this term biohacking, they think that all these people are new. I'm like, no, dude. There have been guys and women like you doing this stuff for 40, 50 years. Anyway, carry on. So tell me about this guy. So he did Alternative Medicine, and that was the magazine. Like I lived for that magazine coming every month because it was the only thing that existed 30 years ago. There was this article by an MD in Arizona, and he said that he had had respiratory stuff for a long time and had trouble breathing when he was going to sleep and would wake up congested every morning. He found a machine that was called the Listen Machine, and he found in three minutes what it had taken him 40 hours of traditional allergy testing to find out why his respiratory system was so stressed. He found out that he was allergic to the substance that they put on the corks of wine bottles. And he had a wine cellar in the basement of his house. And as soon as he found out that's what he was allergic to, he got a whole house air filtration system. And that night that he slept in his house was the first night that he slept comfortably and without any respiratory distress. So when I read that article, I said, oh, my God, this is amazing. I need this machine. Who has this machine? And, of course, this was before the Internet. So I'm just thinking, I guess I have to find this doctor and call him and maybe I have to buy the machine. I don't know. What am I going to do here? The next day, a patient walked in. She was a cancer patient. And I asked her one of the first questions that I ask all cancer patients when they come in to me, which is, what are you doing about your cancer? And she said, oh, I have a naturopathic doctor in Connecticut, and he has something called the Listen Machine. And I said, holy shit. Wow. Oh, my God. This is 
cosmic synchrony. Okay. Yeah. So that doctor in Connecticut became my doctor. And then when Molly came, he became Molly's doctor. So we're now about five or 10 generations past the original listen machine. So the Metatron and the Matrix Decoder, they derive from the same technology as the listen machine, which is all frequencies, but they're much more sophisticated than that machine was back then. Right, I can imagine. Wow, that's cool. So it must have been fun all these years to kind of watch the different iterations of technology and watch the developments as the things become more effective and, you know, just technologically advanced. So one of the people came in for the Matrix Decoder, he wanted to know whether he had Crohn's disease. So I checked him out and he didn't have Crohn's disease. And um, as he was leaving, I said, by the way, why did you want to know that? And he said, well, you know, my whole family has it. So I just wanted to know if I have it. So after he gave me that information, he had left, but I decided to go back into his profile. And I saw in his chromosomes that he had Crohn's disease. So he's genetically predisposed to have Crohn's disease. Right. But if he toes the line and makes healthy lifestyle choices, can actually break that cycle. Exactly. It's almost like the cycle of family dysfunction and trauma, right? Like you might have come from five generations of abusive, crazy alcoholics and (laughs) sexual predators or whatever. But then if you seek help, right, and you sort of have this awakening, you can actually break the cycle, then hopefully have kids and raise your own family and you start this sort of healthy lineages from you moving forward. And he had, In a similar way, right? It's he sort had of done like, that. He was on a really good program, and cool. I think that's why he doesn't have it. Cool. That's neat. I love the fact that you can sort of break patterns like that. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of what excites me about health and just personal development is identifying negative patterns that I don't like the effect of and finding effective and fast ways to break that pattern and start a new paradigm of life. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of frequencies, I just want to talk about people look at me and think that I have a necklace on. So I have these little patches. If you're visual, people can't see it on my chest. So a friend of mine started a company called Luminous and it's all frequency based and he puts frequencies in patches that you put on your body. So I am not insomniac, although most people that I know have trouble sleeping. And the reason why I'm not insomniac is because he makes a sleep patch. These happen to be, he makes a peace patch, which just kind of calms you down. He makes a pain relief patch. So um, the sleep patch I found to be pretty effective. That's cool. We're going to put that Uh, in the show notes for sure. I put it right here behind my ear. I started with one behind each ear, and then I graduated to one behind one ear. It works pretty well. It calms me down and I get good sleep. Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. I also that. am doing medical marijuana now. I've started that maybe a month ago. So one of the books that I wrote, I wrote in five months and I was getting four hours of sleep a night, which I don't recommend. But nevertheless, I didn't get sick. And, you know, I got the book written in five months because I was getting up at five in the morning and working on it until my first patient at eight in the morning. So in researching all the material on the brain for brain size, I function really well on four, maximum five hours sleep. I can get through the day and my brain is really alert. It's enough for my brain body constellation. But when I was researching brain size, I discovered a new function of the brain that I did not know. Just as your colon detoxifies and your body detoxifies through sweat, your body has all these various natural detox systems. So does your brain. And if you don't get enough sleep, your brain doesn't have the chance to detox. So when I read that, I realized I'm really not getting enough sleep for my brain to detox. And so the medical marijuana and the luminous patch is 
keeping me asleep longer. So now I'm sleeping a good six hours, which is still all I need. That's incredible. God, I'd love to get to the point where I, you're 71, you only need six hours. I'm like, if I only get six hours, I'm barely fine. I mean, it happens a lot, to be honest, unfortunately. I mean, and I get by, but man, those times when I get to like sleep before 11, and I get those sweet hours between like 11 and one or so, even mm-hmm. those couple hours, if I get eight hours, I live in a different universe. I'm so much more on point and happy, but it's just difficult to perform at the level that I perform and get as much done as I get done and like fit that much time for sleeping. So I'm, yeah. I'm one of those people that's like, do as I say, not as I do. Like, yeah. I don't recommend that anyone like, you know, I, on my average is seven hours and 23 minutes. Yeah, that's good. I, I measure, I've been measuring it for two years on an app, you know, uh-huh. which I still feel better when I get eight. But anyway, all right, that brings us to, uh, that brings us to a close, my friend, because I'm going over to a place called the Womb Center in a little bit, in 40 minutes uh, down on Bowery. And Ooh, what I'm, do they do? They do sound experiences where you do holotropic breathing and get high as shit on your own supply. And then they have these crazy sound baths. It's like a two and a half hour experience. It has to do with you use your voice, you use your breath, and then they use sound and light and even aromatherapy all at once. Oh my. And it really is like a womb. It's fantastic. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's W-O-O-M. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the founders is named uh, Aileon and the other one, David. And I'm actually interviewing Aileon on Sunday night. So Perfect. listeners of the show, you'll have already heard that episode or it will be to follow. But yeah, it's, there's so many fantastic things like that in New York now. When I started coming here nine years ago, I mean, like, there was a couple yoga studios, yeah. you know. And now every block. Yeah, there's yeah. like yoga everywhere, these meditation centers, sound baths. Like you can go every night, you could go to a sound bath around the city. And I just love that stuff. So, so we're going to call it a recording, man. But we really got to dive deep, Jane. And it's been lovely to get to know you and to share all of your wisdom and experience with the audience. You're just... You're a kindred spirit. I love you, man. You're awesome. Same here. Yeah, so thank you so much. It's been great, Luke. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having this facility. I want to encourage everyone to check this place out. Of course, it will be in the show notes. If you come to New York City, you live here. People always ask me, oh, I live in New York. We don't have any of the cool stuff like you have in California. I'm like, well, now you do. Yeah. Or you have, you just didn't know it. Exactly. So yeah, don't be fooled by the word spa. This is a wellness center by all means. And you could even, I would call it like a biohacking lab almost, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you might even like think about that in your yeah. marketing. You're going to attract like a young generation of like nerd dudes that want to come in and Perfect. optimize their life. So anyway, thank you so much and uh, we'll call it. And uh, thank you audience for joining us. This has been a fantastic conversation. It would not happen if no one was listening. So thank you for joining us as well. All right, so you made it to the end of part two with Jane Goldberg. Did you learn a lot or what? You have no idea, you guys, how fun it is for me to sit down with brilliant people like Jane and get to ask them anything I damn want. Sometimes I just pinch myself at how lucky and fortunate I truly am to be able to spend time with such brilliant people. And I'm also very lucky to be able to share those people with you and your friends and family. So as always, I'm going to request you politely and kindly, but somewhat firmly and repetitively, to share this episode with as many friends as family as you possibly can, because that's how we get the word out and that's how I really grow the show. So that said, I also wanna remind you that, uh, well not remind you, because I haven't told you yet, but I'm gonna tell you right now, Dude, next week's episode on Tuesday is insane. It's with Deborah Hanekamp, otherwise known as Mama Medicine. 
And this will be the first show where I get into the paranormal realm. That's right. She's a bit of a psychic, a bit of a seer, a healer. She is out of control. I recorded that one also in New York City at uh, Space by Mama Medicine, where she does her sessions, and it is fantastic. So... In order to not miss next week's episode with Mama Medicine or any of the dope-ass episodes that I'm about to drop after that, there's two things you need to do. One is find your app right now. Well, you know, you don't have to look too hard. It's on your phone, probably in your hand or right next to you. As you listen to this, click subscribe on this podcast. That way, every week when I drop a new episode, it gets automatically and magically uploaded to your device or to your computer. Okay, next thing is get on my mailing list so when I put out a new episode, you'll get all of the notes that are all clickable, every resource we talk about emailed directly to you. And how you get on the mailing list, like I always say, super easy. Text the word lifestylist, one word, all lowercase, lifestylist to this number, 44222. And that works in the US. If you have a US phone, text the word lifestylist to the number 44222. If you don't have a U.S. phone and you want to do it online, no probs. Just go to lukestory.com forward slash newsletter. Really basic. I'm not going to send you any weird stuff. I'm very respectful with my newsletter. I just let you know when I drop a new podcast or a video or I have an event or something cool like that. Okay? So, 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 I think that's it. We've covered it. You are now officially indoctrinated into the world of Jane Goldberg and I want to encourage you, if you are in New York, man, you've got to get to La Casa Spa and Wellness Center. It's in Midtown, and it is a trip. I mean, seriously, you've got to get in there. They have a float tank. They have the rectal ozone, if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> which you're probably like, no, you're not. You, you should do it. You should do all that stuff. She's got PMF. She's got the hydrogen. Like, that place is loaded with stuff, and I want to support what she's doing. She doesn't really market it as like a biohacker center. It's more of a healing center and a spa. It's a lot of stuff you can do there, not only for health, but for beauty and all of these kind of things. So definitely get in there. Next time I go to New York, that's going to be my first stop, like legit. I'm going to take an Uber from JFK to La Casa Spa. I'm going to go in there and hack that jet lag big time. Thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend, and we'll see you next Tuesday with Mama Medicine. Don't forget to let those fingers do the typing to get yourself over to Organifi.com with an I, where you can enter the code LIFESTYLIST and save 20% off on all of their fantastic products, not the least of which being the new Organifi Gold, which is my favorite warm golden latte evening drink. I mix it up with a little butter or ghee, and it is absolutely fantastic. You got to try it out. It's very relaxing calming, detoxing, superfoods, herbs. It is amazing. Okay, check it out at Organifi.com. Use the code LIFESTYLIST and save 20%. As we wrap up this episode, I'd like to remind you to get over to foursigmatic.com where you can find tons of medicinal mushroom and superfood and super herb blends. They're really easy to use. They taste delicious. They're all organic. They're super chronic, super strong. They're the real deal. You guys know I take them all the time. I'm not playing. I don't just make that up. When I say I use something, I use it literally every day. So get over to foursigmatic.com, enter the code LUKESTORY, and you will save 15%. When you start adding us stuff up in your cart, you're going to thank me for that 15%. It actually makes quite a difference. So LUKESTORY is your code. foursigmatic.com is your website. Enjoy it.